Welcome to Pulse, a Paychex HR podcast, where HR professionals find insights on today's top issues and inspiration to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. I'm your host, Rob Parsons. This episode is part of a special series we are running on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I am pleased to welcome my co-host for this series, Dr. Thiele Thatch. Thiele leads the DEI effort, initiatives, and programs here at Paychex. With a PhD in public policy and administration from Walden University, and more than two decades of experience in human resources, talent management, and organizational development, Thiele is passionate about building cultures where an authentic commitment to inclusion, equity, and diversity thrive. Thank you for helping out, Thiele. It is my pleasure. Tremendous. Um, we're continuing our conversation with Stacy Gordon. Stacy is focused on improving workplace cultures, and her mission is to reduce bias in global talent acquisition and management. As a LinkedIn instructor, she offers diversity, inclusion, and career-related online courses, which have been viewed by more than one have been viewed more than one million times. Her new book, Unbiased, Addressing Unconscious Bias at Work, is the next step in her vision to make all the difference in the world, which by the way, I love that vision, Stacy. Drawing on decades of experience and research, Unbias is an action manual for you to remove barriers and ensure equity throughout your organization. Stacy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. So great. I love that you love the vision. I really, I really do. It's, um, I love painting the blue sky. I love, as Yogi Berra would say, if we don't know where we're going, how are we going to know if we get there? And, yeah. and it's, it's just so great to have, have a target like that. So we're continuing our discussion around the strategic framework Stacy introduced in Unbias, awareness, alignment, action, and advocacy. Uh, last episode, we talked quite a bit about awareness and alignment and, and the critical role, just getting your ducks in a row, really play to make this work in an organization. Um, but now that I'm there, Stacy, I'd love to know when we're talking about action, what are the things that you feel are most important? I know people always do A, B, and C, but are A, B, and C always right? Or are there some things people are missing and not thinking about when it comes to action? So when it comes to action, it really is individual, right? For each uh, organization. One of the things that I always chuckle about is I'll get asked by a, a new company you know, or a prospective company um, when I'm ready to work with them as a consultant, and they'll say, well, have you worked with companies in our industry before? And my answer is always, who cares? <laughs> right? I mean, I don't actually say that to them, but I think it in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because why does it matter, right? If we're looking at what our neighbor is doing, and I get, you know, benchmarking, you know, competitive industry, whatever, right? But when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, looking at what other people have done in the past is you looking in the rearview mirror. You need to be forward thinking and thinking about what matters for your company and not only what matters today, but what do you want it to look like in five years, 10 years? And so the action that needs to be taken has to be specific to your company. It can't be specific to what your competitor did because they're a different type of company. They have a different culture than you do. 
And so, yeah, you can get some, um, some information, right? You can get, you can get an idea. It's going to help you maybe spark some thoughts, but you really need to be paying attention to what matters for you. So this is why the awareness phase is important for the action phase, because what you, what action you take is going to be correlated directly to the data that you got when you started thinking about and becoming aware of what's happening. Because when your employees, the same employees I mentioned in our first episode, who say, you should have been doing this sooner, why aren't you doing more? You can't answer that question if you don't know what you're doing, right? So the action that you're taking when they come in and they say, why are you working on this this gender initiative? You should be paying attention to, to our black employees. You can say, I hear you. And we intend to work on this uh, initiative to help with, you know, promoting more black employees in our workplace. However, the data shows that we actually have a much more pervasive gender problem right now. So we're starting there. And so now it's not you as a leader sticking your finger up in the air and seeing which way the wind is blowing or which employee is making the most noise about what you should be doing. Instead, the action is based on what is good for the company and what the data tells you. That's that's really interesting. And it, it it kind of comes into play now. You're making me think of the great resignation. Thiele, I think you were telling me about an article you recently read um, yeah. that Stacy wrote. Yeah, thank you. I was just digesting what Stacy was saying and thinking about how uh, important it is to recognize that each organization is unique. And I really appreciate you mentioning that, you know, DEI doesn't have one, you know, prescription that can be given to all companies. And I think a lot of times we do, um, and leaders miss out and they think that there's a checklist or a checkbox that we can provide um, to check off. So um, I've been following you on LinkedIn. Again, congratulations again and again on the success of your book and your popularity on LinkedIn. And I just recently read uh, one of your articles from your Simply Diversity Um, publication and that you do monthly. And it was around the great resignation versus the great re-evaluation. And I like that perspective on really why are we experiencing a great resignation in terms of DEI. And um, I do believe it ties into this concept of awareness and alignment and action. So when you think about that article that you wrote, um, how does it tie together and how can organizations, uh, how should they be thinking about this quote unquote great resignation? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't like the term the great resignation, right? Because it, it is, it's negative. And so there's uh, immediately, there is this, um, this focus on the employee as the person that is doing something wrong right? Yep. They're resigning. How dare yep. they? Yep. yep. <laughs> right. That is so and right. That's not that's what point. it is about at all. It's actually we're, And I say we, because I even reevaluate, right. And I know I've been there. We, we, we are reevaluating our priorities right. and realizing that our companies have not treated us well. And we're in a place where companies now need to re-recruit their employees Mm-hmm. So the focus needs to be on uh, what have you done for your employees, your employees who worked through the pandemic, who kept your businesses running, who did what needed to be done uh, at, for the, at, you know, sometimes at great risk to their own health, 
and to their families, and they're still here. And so at the end of the day, um, yeah, you do have a lot of people who are resigning, but it's not because they don't want to work, which is the other thing that we hear a lot of. Oh, they're lazy. They don't want to work. It's just so rude. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just frustrating to hear that. It's like, yeah, you're going to have your outliers, right? You're always going to have people that want to take advantage right. of the system. Right. That's just human nature. Uh, yeah. But the great majority of people are realizing that we have priorities. It is not okay to spend two hours every day mm-hmm. in a car sitting in traffic when that's two hours every day that I could be spending with my child or my spouse or at the spa or <laughs> with, you know, improving right. my mental Take health. Care. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. So um, it, it, it does align because this is the place where I think what the pandemic showed, it really laid a lot of companies bare. And mm-hmm. all of the, the cracks showed up through the pandemic. You know, if companies showed up for their companies during the pandemic, they don't have a problem recruiting people. You know how hard it is to get into Netflix right now? They don't have a problem recruiting people. Right? Mm-hmm. So right. if you have a problem recruiting people, you might want to look at why yeah. and stop blaming the people that don't want to work there. Right. Well, that was definitely a drop the mic moment and just a great opportunity um, for businesses, small and large, to think about what opportunities are do we have now um, and do a great re-evaluation instead of focusing on a great resignation, focus on how I, I like how you use the term re-recruit um, and look at internal efforts and, and look at yourself, look at your house within before uh, trying to build other homes outside. <laughs> so wonderful. That was such a great point. I know. I wish, I wish that was the final question of the episode because that was a great yeah, mic drop. Really um, but you know, as we talk about looking inside and, 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 and turning the company around, um, focusing on DE&I and trying to, to change a culture, a lot of smaller businesses, they're already struggling with trying to manage HR and, and trying to handle uh, keeping people happy and finding employees and making sure the company's not getting into trouble and all the things that come in, in, into that HR space. How, how would you recommend they keep their eye on diversity, equity, and inclusion when there's already so much on their plate? You know, it, it needs to be embedded, right? I think that's always, I bristle a little bit because it's always looked at, like DEI is always looked at as this extra thing that we have to do. It's like, here's this extra work. Now I've got to go do these extra things. And this is, I've got enough to do. And we've got to stop looking at it that way. It is not an extra thing. It is, and I do a lot of work around talent acquisition. um, And I tell the teams all the time that there is no such thing as diversity recruiting, right? Diversity recruiting is just good recruiting. If you're doing your job as a recruiter, right, then diversity is going to happen. So I think the same is true of every function in the company. If you are looking at it through a diverse lens, you don't have to worry about doing additional things. You just have to worry about making sure that the job you're doing has a lens of of DEI. And if it is such a huge lift for you to think about these and to embed it in there, again, sorry, but you've been doing it wrong for a long time. And someone has to tell you, right? Like, 
just because you've been allowed to do something some one way for a long time doesn't mean it's been the right way. <laughs> I adore right. that. We are not doing yes. something extra. Yeah, we're doing something properly. I just love your approach to DEI and just keeping it simple, you know, and I, I think a lot of times we just at business owners and leaders overcomplicate it. And to me, that's where most of the work lies is just helping people connect that this work should just be a natural part of how they do normal work, um, inclusion, um, having values around respect, civility. There's nothing new that has happened other than um, considering others first, right? you know, considering your employees first, you know, a lot of those concepts. So considering the heavy focus that we've seen in DEI over the past two years, um, you, you mentioned a little bit on the first episode that you've been asked what your predictions are. So I'm going to, we're going to ask you again, where do you predict the United States will be in our efforts around DEI and even globally? Like, what are some of your thoughts based on your experiences, your recent experiences? I, I do think that um, we're going to see sustained focus on this. I think that we can't go backwards. And again, even with the pandemic shows this, right? Like we have this great reevaluation due to the pandemic. I think the same is going to happen with DEI. If companies try to start backpedaling and leaving it to the side, I don't believe that employees are gonna allow it. They're not gonna stand for it. And mm -hmm. so um, that's where the, the focus is gonna be. Um, so I, I do think that it's gonna continue um, I, I know that there are going to be companies that are going to decide they don't have the budget, they don't have the wherewithal, they don't have the time. Um, and those are the companies that are going to die by the wayside. Um, and it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in five years. But I recently read, and I wish I could remember the statistic, uh, but the S&P 500 companies used to have a very long tenure on there. And I think it's something like every two weeks, a new company is like falling off of the S&P 500 because they are not sustaining um, the level of revenue and the level of profitability that they used to have. They don't, don't have longevity. And if they want that, they're going to have to seek out diversity. We also have to look at this, the census. You know, the census shows that, what is it, like less than 70% of Americans are white at this point. That's the first time I think in like the history of the United States. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we've got to look at the writing on the wall and see where we're going and realize that you can't continue doing what worked in the past because we've got a future to look to. Wow, that was excellent, Stacey. Uh, Thiele, thank you so much for the conversation today. Thank you for joining the, the podcast. I really enjoyed this and, and learned so much. Thank you. I enjoyed it as well. It's always nice to have these conversations and you know, I, I, these little sound bites, right? I talk about this stuff, but every time it's a little bit different. <laughs> I think yes. of something else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Stacey, so much. I'm still marinating on what you shared, and I look forward to applying those things uh, in my role at Paychex and beyond. So thanks for being an example for DEI leaders like myself, and I hope HR leaders listening will reach out and 
check you out on LinkedIn and get your book and just uh, put everything in practice. So great, really good, solid information. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. And for those who are interested in Stacy's book, Unbias, Addressing Unconscious Bias at Work, you can order it for yourself, your ERG, your executive team, or even your book club at www.unbiasedbook.com. So thank you both. Thank you, all all of you listeners. Uh, Everyone, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc., 2021, all rights reserved.